The Old Pilot's Plain Tales, The Maverick of Malta. In a peacetime Air Force, such words as insubordinate, reckless, lacking respect, impatient, uncontrollable, loner and misfit would mark the end of a pilot's career. In war, however, a Nelson's eye is often turned to such men, particularly when they become the RAF's second most decorated pilot of World War II. Such a man was Adrian Warburton, better known to his friends as Warby. By the end of his short wartime career, he would have been awarded the Distinguished Service Order twice and the Distinguished Flying Cross no less than three times, In addition, and most unusually, he was also awarded the American Distinguished Flying Cross. His time in the RAF, however, did not start smoothly. The son of a naval officer, he was born in Middlesbrough and christened on board a submarine in the Grand Harbour of Valletta in Malta. He was schooled at St Edward's in Oxford, where two other famous airmen of the Second World War were educated – Guy Gibson, who led 617 Squadron on the Dambusters raid, and Douglas Bader, the legless fighter pilot. Warby joined the RAF in 1939, but his flying training didn't go particularly well, and he nearly failed to make the grade. Starting off on 608 Squadron, he was flying Blackburn Bothers, aircraft patrolling the North Sea, but his outspoken criticism of this obsolete machine, combined with his complete lack of discipline, gambling debts and a disastrously short marriage to a barmaid without official sanction, saw him being posted to Malta as an observer, not a pilot. As his wife, who never saw him again, said a few years ago when being told of his exploits, I never knew this man. I only knew a handsome, nervous young boy. Malta turned him into a man. He joined the pitifully small RAF detachment on the tiny island, and within four days he regained his pilot status, while back in the UK, his previous station commander was short-toured and removed from flying duties. It was on 413 flight that he blossomed as a pilot and his true worth began to shine through, but it was not a smooth road to success. He was renowned for mishandling the aircraft on takeoff or landing. On one departure he tore a wheel off and on another he ran down the line of gooseneck flares marking the edge of the runway, setting his aircraft alight. His ground crew rightly referred to his hopeless landings as arrivals. However, a bit like an ungainly albatross desperately flapping its feet trying to get off the water, once airborne, he transformed into a magical pilot. His aircraft was the American-designed twin-engined Martin Maryland, a reconnaissance and light bomber, which, despite its light armament, he flew bravely and with aggression in equal quantities. Rarely signing the Form 700, the aircraft's technical log, he launched himself on increasingly daring sorties, overflying and photographing enemy forces in North Africa and Italy. Rather than just getting his photos and scuttling straight back to his base, Warby soon had two enemy kills to his name. 
On the first occasion, he shot down an Italian Cant 3-engined seaplane, but only a few days after, he was attacked by four Italian fighters. He successfully evaded them until he was struck in the head by a ricochet and knocked unconscious. His aggression had ensured that the Italians disengaged from the attack, allowing his observer, Sergeant Bastard, to fly the aircraft until Warburton recovered enough to land his machine. Bastard received the Distinguished Flying Medal, and Warby was awarded his first DFC, with the citation reading, This officer has carried out numerous long-distance reconnaissance flights and has taken part in night air combats. On October 1940, he destroyed an aircraft, and again in December, he shot down an enemy bomber in flames. Flying Officer Warburton has at all times displayed a fine sense of devotion to duty. It's hard for us to understand the hardships that the people of Malta were suffering. Despite its strategic importance, the defence of the island was woefully inadequate, and particularly in the early part of the war, whilst Britain fought for its very survival, Malta only received the dregs of what was available. It was well within the range of Italian and German bombers which pounded the rock day after day. Indeed, twice as many bombs fell on Malta in two months than fell on London during a year of the Blitz. Warby was becoming a bit of a celebrity amongst the war-torn inhabitants of the island, who were happy to hear anything that might cheer them up a little. When he became intimately involved with the beautiful singer Christina Ratcliffe, their love story was widely reported in the Maltese newspapers. Christina had come to the island to perform in cabaret and entertain the troops with her group, the Whizbangs. Their first meeting was love at first sight, and she admitted that, with his golden hair and beautiful blue eyes, Warby resembled a Greek god. His love affair didn't become a distraction, however, and he continued to push his luck in daring missions, usually a lone aircraft well away from Malta's meagre fighter cover. His bravery in ensuring his vital reconnaissance flights were completed was soon to be recognised with the award of his second Distinguished Flying Cross. This officer is a most determined and skilful pilot, his citation read, and he has carried out 125 operational missions. Flying Officer Warburton has never failed to complete the missions he has undertaken, and, in the actions fought, he has destroyed at least three hostile aircraft in combat, and another three on the ground. This bar to Warby's first DFC wasn't achieved without considerable personal risk, as he twice crashed, and was nearly shot down by a hurricane from his own side when his Maryland was mistaken for a JU-88. However, his guardian angel was on the ball, and he walked away every time. One of the concerns of the Royal Navy's Mediterranean fleet was the whereabouts of the Italian Navy, and when 431 flight spotted a major concentration of enemy battleships at Taranto, Admiral Cunningham decided on a night attack by his swordfish torpedo bombers. 
Warburton flew the reconnaissance mission on the day before the attack, making repeated passes, and when his cameras failed, he flew past the ship so low and so close that his observer was able to read the names of the battleships. He came home with a length of aerial from one of the ships lodged in his tail wheel. The distinguished service order that followed his missions over Taranto came with the following citation. This officer has carried out many missions, each of which has demanded the highest degree of courage and skill. On one occasion, whilst carrying out a reconnaissance of Taranto, Flight Lieutenant Warburton made two attempts to penetrate the harbour, although, as there was much low cloud, this entailed flying at a height of 50 feet over an enemy battleship. In spite of the failure of his port engine and repeated attacks from enemy aircraft, he completed his mission and made a safe return. On another occasion, he obtained photographs of Tripoli in spite of enemy fighter patrols over the harbour. In March 1942, Flight Lieutenant Warburton carried out a reconnaissance of Palermo and obtained photographs revealing the damage caused by our attacks. This officer has never failed to obtain photographs from a very low altitude regardless of enemy opposition. His work has been most valuable and he has displayed great skill and tenacity. After a long period of operations, Warby was rested, but after a promotion he returned to fly further missions over North Africa and Italy. While on detachment in Egypt, he managed to acquire a Bristol Bowfighter heavy fighter. Stripping the aircraft of all guns and armour, he equipped it with cameras and took the aeroplane back to Malta. He flew the aircraft for about a year until it was finally destroyed in a raid. He continued to attack whenever he saw an opportunity. On one recce mission over Africa, he approached a new Italian airstrip he lowered his wheels as if to land and then opened fire, destroying three SM-79 bombers before accelerating away. In fact, Warburton shot down nine enemy aircraft, becoming an ace while still flying his Maryland light bomber. On another occasion, when attacking an Italian seaplane, Warby was hit under the heart by the rear gunner. Part of the cockpit and the gun turret blew off. An engine failed and the aircraft caught fire. Somehow he regained control but was obviously in pain. The following conversation passed into RAF legend. Paddy Moran, his air gunner, asked, You okay, Skipper? Warburton replied, Yes, I'm fine now. But, Skipper, what are you doing? I'm extracting a bullet from my chest. Another story from Paddy Moran had them in neutral Tangiers, picking up a new aircraft from Gibraltar. They were in civilian clothes for a night out and sitting in a nightclub when a waiter brought over a tray of drinks. Warburton's crew went, Ah, lovely. Who are they from? Compliments of the Luftwaffe, sir answered the waiter, pointing to a table of German pilots, also in civilian clothes nearby. That was a brilliant evening, I can tell you, said Paddy Moran years later. 
His second tour finished, Warby was promoted to squadron leader and given command of 683 Squadron. He was soon recognised again with his third DFC. It read, Since August 1942, this officer has completed numerous operational photographic sorties, many of them at low altitude and often in the face of opposition from enemy fighters. His work has been of the utmost value. In October 1994, his gallantry was well illustrated when he directed an enemy destroyer to a dinghy in which were the crew of one of our aircraft which had been shot down. Although he was fired upon by the destroyer and engaged by Italian aircraft, he remained over the area until he observed that the drifting crew were picked up by the destroyer. His work now included vital pre-invasion reconnaissance of the landing beaches in Sicily. He coordinated the photographic work with the local American forces, who were amazed at the much-decorated officer who came out to greet them at Luca Airfield. As usual, he was attired in dirty grey flannels, an oil-stained tunic, and topped by a mop of long, unkempt blonde hair. He had just returned from the dead after being missing for three days. Whilst photographing Biarritz, his plane was disabled by flak. He'd struggled on to Bona in Algeria and landed unhurt. After being kept under lock and key for two days, suspected of being a German agent, he was able to establish that he was British and was given a French plane to fly to Gibraltar. There, he changed it for a Spitfire and flew back to Malta, returning to Bona on the way to pick up his cameras and film and shooting down a Ju-88 on the way. When he landed at Malta, his first remark was, Sorry, I'm late. His work photographing the coast of Sicily was exceptional since it had to be flown from very low level and under continuous fire from the coastal defences. The Americans were highly impressed and awarded him the United States Armed Services Distinguished Flying Cross. He was promoted a wing commander and given the command of a wing of four photoreconnaissance squadrons. And before long, he was awarded his second DSO. This officer has undertaken a very large number of reconnaissance flights over a wide range of targets in the Middle East theatre. His work throughout has been of the highest order, and the information he has obtained has proved of incalculable value. On one occasion, in December 1942, he made a low-level flight over Naples and achieved success in the face of heavy anti-aircraft fire and fighter opposition. Wing Commander Warburton's great courage and devotion to duty were well illustrated during a reconnaissance of Pantelira in May 1943. Although his aircraft was continually subjected to fire from the coastal batteries, he skillfully accomplished his task, securing information of the highest importance. When Commander Warburton's record of operational flying is outstanding. Sadly, he was injured in a serious car accident and was forced to return to England to recover in hospital. However, he was soon back at work whilst his injuries healed as the RAF liaison officer to the 7th Photo Reconnaissance Group of the U.S. 8th Army Air Force at RAF Mount Farm in Oxfordshire. He had become friends with the base commander, Elliot Roosevelt, the son of the president, 
and when an important mission came up, he persuaded Roosevelt to let him fly one of the American P-38 Lightnings to photograph targets in Germany. Although not officially fit to fly, he departed as one of a pair of aircraft. Over Germany, they split up to cover different targets, but at their RV, Warby failed to turn up and was never seen again. Only recently was his crash site found, along with his remains, still in the cockpit of his Lightning. He was initially buried as an unknown American airman, but when records revealed that it had been Wing Commander Warburton in the aircraft, he was reburied at the Dernbach Commonwealth War Cemetery in the shadow of the Bavarian Alps. One of his surviving friends said, Warby was never a swaggerer. There was some jealousy about his awards, but he never cared about medals. He was driven by an absolute determination to get the job done. But perhaps the greatest tribute came from Lord Tedder, Marshal of the Royal Air Force, who once described him as the most valuable pilot in the Royal Air Force. <laughs> ¶¶ 